0: In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's funny because this topic is about husbands and wives and this podcast. And I'm not sure what I'm going to call it, but uh, it'll be interesting what it becomes. Stick with me. There's something to this, and there's something to this. For- <laughs> Marriage. It is I, the you, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie Moran. You, What's up? What's so, up? With your brand new microphone stand, looking like a professional.
1: I know. I look like one of the big boys now.
0: We're getting upgrades in this studio, and I like it. Uh, you need with, to
1: stop doing that. You're going to mess up your throat again. <clears> throat> Probably so. You need to uh, take it easy there, bud.
0: When in doubt, have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so... I wrote this down because... I wrote it down, I think, a month or so ago. And I just came across these notes. Because I have an iPad now that I put notes in. And sometimes I make mistakes and put notes in the wrong folder. But it's it's along these lines of... Guys, you're listening to this podcast, but you're not talking to your wife. To tell her that you... Want to invest in your relationship Because it's kind of weird How do you do that And it's real interesting Because I wrote that down uh, Left the studio Made some coffee Harassed some of my children Because it's deep clean day Came back in and sat down to a text From one of our listeners um, And this is a particular listener That I've asked him Hey when do we get to sit and talk with You and your wife He said, in due time, it'll happen. So, I want your help today in an open discussion. I want us to come up with some idea of how we can broach the conversation of, I went to a marriage podcast because I want something better for our relationship. And I don't really know exactly what that looks like. Before we get into that, make sure... You, like many of you around the world are doing, utilize the email. Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. And don't don't be intimidated by the idea that I'm saying that, you know, like people around the world, you are just as important as anybody else who's going to email this show. So send me a message, email me, and let's get you on the path. Send me your testimony about how things are working. Whatever it is, let's communicate. I want to help you achieve your goals in your, in your life and your relationship. And then, if the podcast is a, it's making an impact on your life in a positive manner, please give us a rating. Five stars would be ideal. And a review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you know how to do it. Google, Spotify, Stitcher, To Infinity and beyond. Please rate and review this show. It helps us broaden the platform, and it helps us speak to more people, and that is extremely important as we seek the ripple effect of what it is we're doing. So a lot of times I get emails, or each time I get emails, I'm reading, and I'm listening to these guys pour their heart out, and I'm so grateful that they do, and inevitably it comes to the point where I say, okay. And this is after they're saying, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I've tried this, you know, yatta, yatta, yatta. And eventually I'm asking the question, does your wife listen to the show? And does your wife know you're listening to this podcast?
1: Does your wife know that you're emailing and in communication with somebody to try and better your marriage because you're seeking help?
0: And I think... Those are valid questions for me to ask. It can be intimidating to go to your spouse and say, I mean, I could tell you the wrong way to do it. Our marriage sucks. We don't have enough sex, and we don't talk to each other. So I went and found this podcast by this guy named Quincy, and here's all the things you need to do to fix yourself.
1: And now you're sleeping on the couch. Good plan. Good plan.
0: Um, that's one option but I don't think it's the best now what if you're what about you what if it's the wife who's listening to a podcast what is what is she supposed to because you you had had to at one point you were doing coaching with Rita one-on-one and at one point you had to come and talk to me about joining into the coaching was that intimidating or how did that go
1: yeah, I kind of was. I mean, I didn't think you would go. <clears throat> so I didn't think you'd participate at all, which is really weird. I don't know why I thought that way, but I did.
0: I'm kind of surprised that you thought that as well. I I don't know. I think because I had it stuck
1: in my head on, on how it went when my parents went through that stuff. Yeah. Because my mom would seek out help and my dad was adamant he didn't want to go unless it was something that maybe he did wrong. And then later on down the line, it was like, well, let's go get help. And it was his idea because he knew mom would be happy that he was doing something to make a change um but it didn't always pan out well for them whichever one the person counseling didn't agree with came home but hurt and didn't want to go back so i think it was kind of in my head that you just wouldn't participate which is stupid because rita never picked a side that was right or wrong rita just sat and looked at both of us and went so did you ask this yeah, How did that go for you?
0: And, and that to me is the beauty of it. Look, I don't have a degree. I don't have a degree in all this crap. Um, I have, as they would say, the school of hard knocks. I, ha- I don't get it all right. Uh, some of the feedback that I get from the counseling, which I have to keep in mind, this is the husband's perception of how the counseling is going and what is being said, maybe not necessarily what the, the therapist or the counselor is saying, some of the things I hear are just stupid. Yeah. Because it's in the approach. It doesn't sound like a neutral party that is trying to help these two people communicate. And maybe there's a science to it. Uh, Sometimes it rings a little too heavy on the husband as the problem when it takes two in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say the husband can't be the problem or the wife. But I like to start I generally like to start with personal responsibility. What is it that you're doing? And this particular Jack that sent a text message today, um, he, knows, he knows I love him like a brother. I'll talk about it a little bit on this show. I really think the world of this guy and his family. I do. I, don't, I know him through our conversations and our email. Every once in a while when he calls me, his children in the car love their young children. So it's so much fun to hear them in the background Mm -hmm. with what they're doing. And we have yet to speak to his wife. Um, And that, you know, that is that's their decision. Maybe it's his decision. I think for now he's got that on pause. Eventually it'll happen. And, you know, we talked about in the last episode that you and I can both be fatalists. And I, I believe he's a fatalist in a sense, very concrete thinker, an engineer of sorts. Um, but he's learning how to maneuver adversity with this new lifestyle that he is living, with the new mindset. And as you change who you are, life is always going to come and question you.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It will question you.
1: And test your metal.
0: It'll test your metal, and that doesn't mean that you change. What that means is instead of, and I'm not saying he does this, but instead to, instead of being frantic and emotionally reacting when we're changing, we have to hold on to logic. We have to hold on to that logical sense that is in every one of us. Now, you know, in men, I think logic is much more.
1: It's how you're wired.
0: I think it's much more prevalent than emotion. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're a scarred, wounded, frustrated, mad, pissed off, angry man, your logic is going to be, your logic tank is going to be much lower than your emotional tank Mm -hmm. because you will get emotional and it'll happen and you'll start to react that way. Now, if you made a commitment to say, this is my new mindset moving forward. These are the boundaries I'm going to draw within my mind. This is how I'm going to renew my mind and I'm going to think this way. It's great because you're going to have those times on top of the mountain when it's awesome and things are going well. And you get glimpses of what this is going to become. But then the familiar comes back. And it's your opportunity when the familiar comes back to cave in and say, you're right, I suck, I'm not good enough, I can't do anything right. All the things I've done in the past, uh, I'll never be able to make up for, so why change? Let's, this is over, let's get, let's go our separate ways. Or, you can understand, you know, like with this particular Jack, we set a goal. It's like, I want to take the Patriot approach with Mel Gibson. Aim small, miss small. Let's pull this back to only the things that you yourself have control over. What can you affect personally? What decisions can you make? And so we had a lot of struggle, probably eight weeks, 12 weeks, maybe less of getting this particular goal in order. And finally, we got to the place where it was there, and he is so excited for change that he was ready to add more goals. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, hold on a minute. Hold on. Because you've done it well for seven days doesn't mean you're going to do it well for 70. So let's stay the course. And I keep impressing upon him and the other guys that I'm working with, stay the course. Because you haven't had an opportunity to take this out on the road. Everything that you're doing right now is research and development. It's kind of in a controlled environment. You need to get this puppy on the road and test it. Go run it. And so, you know, he was adamant that he felt like he could add another goal. So he said, okay, but I want to see what this looks like in 60 days. Another one of the guys I'm helping, I'm coaching We're talking, he is very ambitious. And once he gets something down, he's ready to chew it up and storm to the next one. I said, hold on a minute. Because we can all start something and be good for a week or two or three. I'm the king of that. But it's about what you can do with consistency that is going to ultimately change your habits and how you operate. So I said, dude, let's take a look at 60 days from now. So I thought the timing was interesting that I wanted to have this discussion with you in an open format, and then I get a text from him because there's been a peak and there's been some valleys. And there's a peak and there's been some valleys. And what happens is because you, and I'm, I'm very guilty of this, because you're making changes in your life, you almost unknowingly assume that your spouse is going to be making those changes too because you're actually making an effort to do something uh, different.
1: assumption.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it happens. And so that's why I asked the question of, are you talking to your wife about this podcast? Are you, t- are you telling your wife what you're doing? A lot of times the answer is no. Okay, well then don't hold her accountable if she continues acting the same way. And don't get butt hurt because you're the one who's changing and she's not changing anything.
1: You haven't given her your expectation. Well, You haven't even told her what, what your side of things are because if you're trying to change something and it's going to impact the other person, you might want to give a little heads up because
0: it could go ugly. It can, but here's a, here's a greater point that I'm kind of alluding to is that right now you're not proving anything to her. No, you're proving it to yourself. You are building what I call internal credibility. You're burning, you're building that can I count on myself. You can count on yourself when things are easy and you're getting the praise. This goes for us all. But what about when the rubber meets the road? What about when the familiar comes back? What about when you fail and make a mistake? You're, you're expecting or or we are expecting that our spouse it's supposed to understand that we're making all these changes, and so how can you treat me this way? This is nobody word, nobody's words, you know, specifically. And so that's why the phase is like, let's start small. Even with some guys, it's like, you know what? You want to build credibility? Commit for the next 60 days to do 20 push-ups a day. And guys, man, that's easy. It's no big deal. Talk to them a weekend. Oh, well, I didn't do it this, I didn't do it this day. Hey, try doing freaking 80 push-ups a day, buddy. But it has to start somewhere. So how do we have the conversation with our spouse? It's uncomfortable, but how do we have the conversation? How can we help these guys have the conversation with their wife that they're listening to a show that's about improving themselves and improving their marriage and how help us from a wife's perspective on what that might sound like. We don't know you and your relationship, but I'm trying to get some dialogue between Jeannie and I to help you bring your wife into the understanding that I don't have an expectation of you, but I want to make you aware that I'm listening to a podcast.
1: Okay. There's gonna be a few warnings in this, so well just remind me to go there too. Um, I don't know. When you found Ed Milette, you called me and were jacked up about it and said, Honey, you gotta hear this guy. I was listening to this on the way to work, and you know, it really inspired me. I thought he was a great person. He he has a great track record. I listened to several shows in a row. I'd really like you to listen to this with me just to see what your thoughts are. Um, That's kind of where ours started with like self-improvement things and stuff that you were kind of getting into. I did not listen to the Bulletproof guys. I did not listen to any of the um stuff you were doing when it came to losing weight because quite frankly, this is one of those places you were making too many changes and I couldn't keep up so I quit. and that's that's the warning that would come in is if you found something and it's working for you, I would approach it from the place of, I was listening to this today and it kind of got me thinking about this situation in our marriage or this conversation. So you can kind of relate it to something that's happening without actually pointing out, Hey, we have this problem and this is what I'm trying to fix. Um, I think in that type of environment, it's a little bit, less um I wouldn't take it as a personal attack if you told me you were listening to something today and it made you think about this conversation we had and um you know the way this person explained it it just got you thinking I should have said this instead of that and maybe that opens your communication to kind of fix whatever that argument or that that mix-up was but it also kind of puts it out there that you're listening to something Because I think when you brought stuff to me or vice versa, it was little increments. I'm still listening to that guy. You know, that guy I told you about I was listening to. This is what I heard. And, you know, this is what I liked about this. What are your thoughts on it? And we just dialogued. We didn't really dive into our marriage has issues. We dove into a dialogue of this is what I'm hearing and what's resonating with me. And I want to know what you think about it. What's your take on it? And sometimes you would ask me, hey, would you listen to this and tell me what you think? Um, I don't always listen. I watch. So that was a contention for us. But um, I did it. I watched them for, for the most part. I think your best bet is just to start it as a, a generalized dialogue rather than a direct hit of I'm, I'm seeking help for blah, blah, blah. Unless it was like if you have a drinking issue and you're, you're seeking help to get help for drinking – Yes, that is a direct conversation of I've made this decision. I'm going to go to AA or whatever, and this is what I'm asking of you is to understand I need to take time away from home or, you know, that type of thing is a different scenario. Um, the, The hardcore things that you really have to have, interventive type, how do I say that? You know what I'm talking about? Like where you you actually have to have a third party or a counselor or a group or something. Those are a little different. But if it's just a podcast for help for your marriage, I would take it as a dialogue.
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm I'm thinking through some of it because sometimes I can overcomplicate stuff. And I'm looking at it and going, well, it's legitimately about making you better as a man. And... Maybe the idea is that you do want to improve yourself. You do want to sharpen your edge. You do want to be a better version of yourself. And I would encourage you, if you don't have the reasons for that, to really think through it. But maybe that's a way that it can be brought to you. Because we, when I started listening to this stuff, you know, I had, I started with just health. That's where mm-hmm. I started. Um, but we had we had already made amends in many ways. We were kind of on the path. Well,
1: and you, okay, so you have to understand, and we do have some listeners that are like this, and we have had to tell them, slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you don't do it so much now. One, once in a great while when you get a bug, you, you dive into stuff. But um, when you were doing the health stuff, it was like, I found these five people in this particular area and you just started devouring it. And the problem I had with it was each one of them somewhere down the line had something different to say and then Quincy went, ooh, I'm going to try that. And oh wait, no, I'm going to try that. And it you swung so many different directions in any given moment, I couldn't keep up. And it becomes frustrating because I want to help you. Mm-hmm. As your spouse, I want to help you. I, I want to do what I can to encourage. But when you keep shifting gears, I don't know what speed I'm supposed to be running at. I'm still over here. in first trying to figure out how we're getting out of, out of the the parking lot. And you're over here running in fifth and you're ready to go with 10 different things to do. Yeah. I'm not there with you. So you're running this race on your own. But if I guess it depends on your reason for it. If you're coming to us because you want to become a better man and you're looking to better yourself and you're making changes, I would still have the conversation with your wife. Agreed. Um, simply because she's going to hold you accountable on some things. Not, not hopefully, not dig at you, but just, hey, didn't you just tell me you were listening to this the other day and you said you were trying not to do that? It's, it's a reminder. You have to give permission for those things, but that's what this is for. That's what we do, you know, when you start getting into it. The other side of it is there are some men that we've been, communicating with and it's like I don't want to tell my wife stuff because she readily uses things as ammunition that's a different I don't know where these guys are at so it's really hard because when you know someone is going to wait for you to fail to zing you with it it's really hard to tell them I'm trying to work on this and I'd like you to help me with it um it's it's hard to be vulnerable with that person. I'm not saying she wouldn't be receptive. It might actually soften her a little bit to know that you're trying to fix something. But um, for some people, myself especially, if I know the person that I'm about to talk to is readily holding ammunition and constantly taking inventory of everything that I'm doing to readily throw something at me, the next time we have an argument or the next time we're together or... I fall short in an area that they're upset about. It's real hard for me to just come out and tell you, hey, this is my heart and this is what I'm doing. Um, And generally, I won't. I really won't. I'll hold it until I know I can say something. Um, But that's what we had Rita for. The things that I struggled with talking to you about, Rita played the the go-between to say, okay, now you and I were talking about this and you said you wanted to involve Quincy. Okay, and then she would just start answering instead of me having to just come out and tell you she asked me questions to start the conversation and then kind of got you involved. It just depends on where they're coming from. If you're coming from a place of self and you're just trying to make yourself better. I would just do it as a dialogue. I heard this. This is what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts on it? Do you think this is a good plan for me? Do you think this is something that would would help or, you know, be a benefit you know hey would you be interested in doing some of the stuff with me but like i said it it just depends on where they're at in their relationship if they're if they're not at that place where they they can be vulnerable and have that soft place i would i would say go back and learn that process first and try to have your hard talk and then lead into this well this is what i'm doing to I guess show credibility I'm trying. I'm I'm working on this and I'd like you to come alongside me. It just really varies on where they're at.
0: Yeah, I agree and I and one of the things I think I like to lead with is honesty is the best policy. And the question I would ask you listener is what would it mean to you if your spouse knew you were listening to this program in order to m- in order to impact your relationship in a positive way? What would that mean to you? And the question I have for those of you listening who have involved your spouse, how did it go? How did you do it? Where were you at in your relationship? Because the way I'm thinking about it now, you know, just retroactively, it's many years ago that we started doing this. But my, my thought is like, Ultimately, I I want to be the best version of me that I, I possibly can. And I want to learn how to communicate better with you. Now, there, w- there could be those things where it's like, oh, you're saying we don't communicate well? If you hear that automatically, then you know, no, we don't communicate well. Um, and so like Jeannie's saying, we don't know where you are in the journey. But I think it's appropriate, and if it... If it causes the wheels to come off, I apologize. What I don't want you to do is to get disappointed in your spouse because they're not respecting the change that you're trying to make in your life when they he when she doesn't even know.
1: Well, and you have to, okay, so I was kind of a selfish butthead when you started doing your stuff because I wasn't in a position where I could, I felt I was ready to start changing things. I didn't know how to change things. We had so much on our plate. I didn't. I mean, majority of my conversations took place place with people who were not of adult age. So it was very hard for me. And I came from a place of jealousy because you were going to the gym, you were losing weight, you were looking better, you were feeling better, you were making changes in your diet, you were making all these adjustments in, you know, your life's philosophy and how you felt, and your you just like you hit the floor running. And that was it. Quincy was on a path and that was it. And it was just kind of like, well, where the hell am I? And so it did cause some contention because I didn't know how to do the things that you were trying to do. And it frustrated me because you were happier and you were doing great. You were losing weight. People were talking to you and talking about you and how proud they were and whatnot. And I'm over here thinking, well, what the hell am I doing? I'm changing diapers and washing dishes all damn day. That's... That's the honest truth. So it, it's... She may not notice it because she's trying to figure out her own... Sure. ...things. So sure. don't... A- it's any- not a... It may not be a personal thing towards you so much as she could be trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I get involved in this or how can I do something about myself? Because we're, if you're not... If you're not already on that page... And, you know, you, you guys know there's something going on and our, our way of dealing with it is first start with yourself, figure out why you're doing what you're doing and what things about you, you would like to see made better. Okay. Well, if your spouse can't do that and you guys are on the same page of saying, Hey, this is where we're at. This is what I'm doing. Um, it, it could be a thing where she notices it, but maybe she's just sloughing it off because, You know, there's a few things. One, if you don't have credibility, you change something or you do good for X amount of time and then you have a history of falling off the rails and going back to your old stuff, she's not going to put a whole hell of a lot of weight into it because, okay, great, you're doing wonderful now. But, and that's the expectation she has in her head. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm saying this is the track record that's been made.
0: Yeah, it's not good, but it is what it is.
1: But if you push past that point whether she likes it or not there's going to be a moment where she's going to realize okay you put your money where your mouth is I'm definitely seeing the change but if you're doing it because you're expecting her to give you the accolades of all the things that you're doing every single time while you're trying to pick it up it's not going to happen that's a fail yeah she's not responsible for
0: that it's the wrong motivation and the reason I say that is because you are proving something to yourself. And when you take that action and you begin to build within yourself a reputation that you're somebody that can count on, not that you're perfect 100% of the time, but that, you know, in spite of whatever happens, you're going to continue to move yourself forward after... After a period of time, like I say, you know, our spouse observes us. That's what they do. We observe each other.
1: And you have the longest track record with that person who knows you best.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think you have shared with me that you've gone, you've gone through this and watching me change and become different. And you've had some naysayers, Mm -hmm. you know, that have said, you know, people can't change or whatever.
1: Something will happen and he'll go back to his old habits. It hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and so the reason that I'm confident it's not going to happen is because internally I built myself back with the frame of mind that I I need to be able to count on myself to come through before I hold anyone else uh, accountable for wanting to trust me for wanting me to, for depending on me. And you know the conversations you have inside of your head when you're justifying why you're not going to do something that you've committed to do. And that's why I talk about, you know, keeping promises to yourself. Building internal credibility was one of the key factors to me changing. And I am not perfect, and I'm okay with that. I'm not perfect, but I'm telling you – um. Maybe you can share with your spouse uh, that you you want to make some changes in your life because you want to be the best version of you for her and for your family. For work, family, faith, and your profession. That's kind of where, you know, health, etc., but I'm I'm big on leading. Um, honesty is the best policy. Now I think we can learn from one another. As you email in and say, "Hey, this was my experience. This is how it happened for my wife and I." And, I mean, as good as your communication might be, I think would, I think it would surprise me if you told your spouse, "Hey, I really want to learn." how to more how to how to communicate better as a whole i found this dude on a podcast he and his wife do and they talk about communication cuz i think we have probably 20 episodes on communication some of it called crazy good communication um but you know your spouse and how y'all communicate and what dialogue looks like and i think now more than ever you know, with social media and smartphones and whatnot. I think self development has reached many corners of the of the world. And so maybe it's easier to have that conversation. Um just to bring it up, but it must start with you. And if it it, it can't start with, hey, I'm I'm learning, you know, I'm I'm listening to this marriage podcast. So I can tell you how to change and get better so you can meet my needs as a woman uh, that's not gonna work out uh that that would that would be a fail, but use the nuances of your own relationship to sort of graft your wife into the conversation about what you're doing ultimately she may she may ridicule you and tell you that it's never going to last and you're not going to finish. But deep down inside, I have to believe that she would desperately want it to last. If, if y'all's relationship is built on a foundation of love, wouldn't you want the best for your spouse? And so she may be living in her own disappointment. She may be living in her own self-ridicule. And maybe she takes that crap out on you. But that's why I come to you the way that I do, because in order for, for you to want her to place her trust in you, you have to trust yourself. And there, there are lots of nuances that come along with that, because like I've told you before, there was a time in my life where if Jeannie asked me if, if I was okay, I would lash out at her. And thinking back on it, it's kind of stupid. Why? Why? Why would I lash out at her? Well, because I've had a lot of crap going on in my life, and I've always been okay. I've found a way to do it before I got with you, and I'll figure it out now. Well, that's not a relationship. And plus, she knows I'm upset, so she's asking if I'm okay. In my mind, it was like, we just got in an argument. What a dumb question. Of course you know I'm not okay. We just fought. But that wasn't necessarily the question. So... Do what you can. It's a risk, okay? It's a risk reward situation. But do what you can to introduce your your wife to the podcast. And maybe she gets mad right away, but then she kind of comes around to it. You can tell her also that you heard a story. If if this is more comfortable, because I'm gonna tell you a story about a guy and a girl. <laughs> what?
1: Go ahead. I'm listening.
0: It, I, I'm not trying to give them a technicality, but if they've been listening to the show, they know. Uh, a guy and a girl that got married, told they, they were told they couldn't have kids. Um, legitimately, the husband was told that he was, you know, not Shooting fertile. Shooting blanks. That's not what the nurse said, I'm sure, when she called on the phone. Um, and then ultimately, they ended up getting pregnant. They had a boy, had triplet girls, had another girl, had twin girls, had another girl, and these two people... That were are told they couldn't have kids, now have eight kids. And they range from 16 to 22. In my math, that's about a six-year period of having eight kids. About a six-year time span.
1: Yeah, that's what doctors said the other day, too.
0: And, uh, you know, part of the way through their marriage, uh, their, their family, they almost lost their house. They had, you know, financial despair and issues. Their kids were sexually abused by babysitters. Um, three of their kids were diagnosed with autism. And they had brain surgery after brain surgery after brain surgery for two of their kids. And things were just crazy in their life. And when they got to the 10-year mark, <laughs> most of that, if you know, the majority of that was in 10 years. Uh, the first 10 years. Um. They went to a self-development course at their church. And it set their life on a new path. And they tell their story on a podcast. And they still fight. They still fail. Mm-hmm. They still get it wrong.
1: Sometimes we even do it on the mic.
0: Sometimes they do it on the mic. <laughs> like this one episode or two episodes when, uh, called Who Decides When We Have Sex. Um, but you know what else they still do? They still absolutely love each other. Incredibly. And I love their story. And this guy used to be 400 pounds. Now he's around 240. And he's made changes in his life to be a better husband and to be a better father and to be a better professional. I've heard he's extremely handsome. You could probably leave that part out because it's not true. Um, But he's told... But he's told me some things that (laughs) has changed my life and I want, I want to get on that same path myself to be the best version of myself for you and our family. Here's the name of the podcast. Here's a couple episodes I think are hilarious. Here's one that's uncomfortable because they are legitimately arguing at and with each other. (laughs) Um, But it's just about their journey. And uh, they put it all out there so that we can learn from them. And uh, they believe that they can make all our dreams come true. That That is probably just about the best conversation piece when you're talking to your spouse. You can go through these episodes, listen to them, and you will hear some funny stories. You will hear some embarrassing moments. You will hear about some crazy fights that Jeannie and I have had just circling the mountain, if you will. And those are things that you can share with your spouse and take a step back and say, what we have is good and I want to make it great, or what we have is great and I want to make it awesome, and blah, 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 blah from there. But I feel like it's extremely important that we ask you that question. Are you involving your wife? Does she know you're listening to this podcast? Um, I guess there's another way you could do it. You could just buy a shirt from me and wear it around town and around the house. And uh, maybe she'll ask you a question. That's a cool idea. I think we're going to get some stickers made, aren't we? For what? I, for the podcast. I've been kicking that idea <laughs> around. I talked you to know. one of my... I talked to one of my apprentices the other day and told him I need to get some stickers made, but...
1: Someone said something about that the other day, but you know, hasn't been determined yet.
0: Yeah, shut them out. Nope. Um, so that that is what I want to encourage you with. Get your get your spouse, maybe not necessarily involved, but just get her. Aware. Make her aware of it, and let's see how dynamically this can affect your life. Uh, Let's see how wonderful it can be. Let's see what you endeavor to change. And if you have me barking back at you to stay the course, et cetera. And I look forward to it. And for those of you, I mean, you just have to ask yourself again that question. What difference would it make if my wife knew I was listening to this podcast and she supported it? Tell me what difference that would make and let Jeannie and I help you do that. Do you want to get on a phone call with Jeannie and I? Let's do it. Let's, why not? Let's bring this thing together Uh, because this is, that's what we're here to do. And uh, tell us, give us your testimony for those of you who have involved your wife. And you know what? There are plenty of women that listen to this. If you've if you have involved your husband, tell us how that story went. How how did that uncomfortable conversation happen? Was it even uncomfortable? Was it? Am, am I making it a bigger deal than it is? I don't think I am because many the stories guys,
1: you've been told. Yeah. yeah.
0: So with that, how can we help you? Give me your story and your testimony, Quincy, at mvsmpodcast.com. That's Quincy Q U I N C Y, at Man versus marriage podcast.com. M-V-S-M that's what those letters stand for and that is all we have for you on this episode honey anything else you want to close this out with nope nothing
1: nope
0: well well for Jeannie Moran I'm Quincy Moran and this is Man versus Marriage the podcast <laughs>